Crosby. He's going to come in at the end, punch it out. Holmes is sacked by Crosby. His second of the game. Right in favorite target in the red zone. Here comes Crosby. Down goes Pitta. Man. Mad Max. Mad Max. Mad Max. All right, boys and girls, welcome back. As you already know what it is, this is the rush with the one and only Max Crosby. I am your co-host, Brogan Roback. We got our brothers, DT and Creel, in the house. Uh, man, we appreciate all of you guys tuning in. If this is your first time tuning in the show, like, subscribe, comment down below. Um, if Unsubscribe, subscribe again. I don't care, but just do it and be active, be proactive. Um, and we appreciate you guys. So uh, this is episode 15 of The Rush, which is crazy. Um, the boys have been cooking them out weekly. feels like yesterday was the first episode. So um, Condor Cartel, the sport is crazy. But it was week 18 in the NFL. Raiders took on the Broncos uh, in Allegiant Stadium, 27-14. to 14, Got mad ass both times this season. So it was a clean sweep for the Raiders. Um, we'll jump into that game, Max, but... Hey, you had a pretty crazy week week uh, in L.A., courtside, saw you on TV, you know, dapping up with some guys. Max, talk to us about your week in L.A., brother. Yeah, you know, first off, big shout-out to the whole squad getting the dub versus the Broncos. Every time we whoop them, I mean, it's a, it's a special, special feeling. So you already know how it is. Um, it was it was great. We finished the season the right way. Uh, on a personal level, I was I was happy I got to finish the way I, I finished, and I know the guys were, were fired up, too, you know, getting after them. So, Big shout out to the gang before anything. Um, but yeah, LA had to go out there, had my uh, my appointment with the the goat, Dr. Elitrage. Um, got a got a nice little little surgery coming up on the knee and also my thumb. Uh, found out that was uh, torn uh, torn UCL, so I'm getting that uh, fixed up. But uh, yeah, you know, we went out there, had my appointment. I decided, you know, Rachel, I told her, I said, listen, we got. Clippers playing on Wednesday. We got Lakers playing on Thursday. We're hitting the fucking games. Mm. So uh, everybody in here obviously already knows I'm a diehard day one James Harden fan. Been rocking with him ever since he got to Houston. Um, yeah. Weird long story, but I'm going to just give you all a little background just because I get a million Very questions. Good. Why does Max rock with Harden? Why does he rock with Harden? So obviously I'm from Michigan. I grew up you know, in Michigan. I loved the Pistons when I was real young. They were really good. Then they went on a real, real bad, uh, you know, string of bad seasons, and it's still, I feel like it's getting worse at this point. But, uh, you know, I still support the Pistons from afar, but um, at that time, you know, I was a little kid, and I, I was a fan of players as well. So D-Wade, you know, was my favorite player. So I started supporting D-Wade, everything he does. I just like the way he played. And then, you know, we obviously talked about our LeBron. You know, obviously we got a bunch of LeBron fans in here. But uh, LeBron goes to the Heat. And I'm like, I can't tell people I'm a Heat fan. You know what I mean? It's how, how can I tell people I can uh, root sure you could. LeBron and Bosch and all these guys. So Harden gets traded to the th uh, traded from the Thunder to the Rockets. I watched him play the Pistons the first game. He drops 37 and 12 and like six or something. So I'm like, this is my new guy. He's on a new team. It's his own squad. And I've been rocking with Harden ever since then. So it's literally been like 10, I think 10, 11 years. I've been rocking with Harden. So whole reason I'm telling you that is I've manifested this moment for a long time. Uh, I finally, you know, I hit up my boy Slime. Slime knows his agent. I hit up CJ. CJ knows the people from the Clippers. And uh, we got some uh, some great tickets. Um, and we, you know, we, me and Rachel went to the game uh, courtside and got to uh, chop it up with James pregame. And then postgame, we got to link up and spend some time together, chop it up. And, uh, you know, we locked in. And, he, you know, he hooked me up with a jersey. I got to send him a jersey. 
And um, it was legendary, bro. Like, literally since a child, I've, I've been a huge James Harden fan. And um, I've just been a fan of his game. You know, he's, he plays the game different. And uh, it was crazy, bro. Surreal moment, um, finally making that happen. And then Thursday, you know, fast forward, I uh, got a good friend of mine, uh, Mike G., one of the biggest talent agents in uh, L.A., good friend of mine, huge Raider fan. Uh, he hits me up. He's like, bro, you got to come to the game with me on Thursday. Lakers playing the Suns. So me and Kevin Durant, you know, we uh, we became friends this season. He hit me up, I think, after the Chargers game. Um, and he was locked in watching us. And he's like, bro, huge fan. And we've been locked in ever since. So I told KD, I'm like, yo, I'm coming to the game. We got to chop it up and whatever. So we go to the game courtside. Um, it's pretty normal. Got to freaking meet KD. Yeah, it's pretty normal. Um, but got to meet Kevin Durant um, for the first time in person. Got his jersey as well. Um, freaking had a little... Uh, had a little interaction with LeBron, which was nuts. But girl, um, I was please tell us about it. And, you know, yeah, it, it was crazy, bro. Um, he, he's literally on defense. He's like, the ball just got passed. He's on defense. He looks over and he's like, yeah, you're a motherfucking dog. You're a fucking dog. He's like, but you can't call me a little ass boy, though. And he starts laughing. <laughs> so I, we were fucking dying. And I was just shook. Like, I'm like, this is fucking LeBron James, bro. Like, it's unreal. Like, I've been watching this as a child. So, um, it was crazy, bro. We had a little moment. And, uh, you know, honestly, the whole, like, both games, like, Paul George came up to me, Bradley Beal, like, all these dudes I've been growing up watching, it was, like, the most surreal shit ever. So, uh, yeah, bro, it was it was a movie. But the good thing is I got my, my surgery scheduled. So we're locked in. I'm getting surgery next Wednesday um, and getting everything, you know, figured out, getting everything fixed, and we'll be all straight and ready, you know, to get back to work here uh, here in a, in a short short amount of time. But, yeah, it was a it was an incredible uh, week to say the least. So, were you uh, were you fully anticipating to be able to get back there and chop it up with the boys after you know obviously James Harden pioneer in the game. You love him, obsessed might be a better word. Uh, but nonetheless, were you expecting though to be able to chop it up with him? And was there just any good conversation like you know from one legend you know pretty much to another growing legend? I mean, I'm curious. I'm sure we all are. Yeah, no doubt, bro. Like, I, I honestly, I had no clue, like, that we were going to be able to, like, actually spend some time together. And I'm walking out. Like, we chopped it up before the game. He was complimenting my, you know, my product fit. He's like, yeah, bro, I see you. I'm like, shit, I'm trying to get like you. Yeah. <laughs> talking about shit. Um, but then after the game, his agent ran up to me and was like, yo, like, James is going to be done. He's getting a little workout post game, and he'll be out here, like, 15 minutes. He wants to see you and whatever. So, I'm like, shit, I'll stay right here. Like, you just let me know. the feet, get so, healthy. Yeah, I'm planting my feet there. I'm like, oh, shit, I'll wait all night. So um, he came out, bro, and we just chopped it up. He was asking about, you know, obviously my surgeries and shit. And he was wondering if I'm good. And I was just talking, trying to figure out, you know, the the the, the mindset around the Clippers right now. Because, you know, I'm, I'm rocking with, you know, the Clippers and Harden. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, bro, they got something special going. They got a real good team. Um, super talented, and they're they're making that shit come together. And I feel like him being the point now is just making everybody else better. So we kind of just chopped it up about that. And um, yeah, he literally said he was like, "Listen, I, like for us, he's like, I don't even give a shit. He's like, all that matters to me is getting a championship, and uh, that's his main focus." So um, it was super dope, and he played well. Like he had he had a double double. Freaking Paul George was balling, Kawhi's balling, and they're gonna be a hard team to beat if they stay healthy. So um, I'm hoping he can get a championship. That's the one yeah. thing that he doesn't have, and. You know, obviously people have their opinions on him, but if he gets a title, I mean, it's, you know, there's no more argument. So um, yeah. it's going to be interesting. Yeah, for sure. I mean, obviously, you know, I go for LeBron. I want him to rack him up, especially at the end of his career, as much as he yeah. possibly can. Um, 
the real LA team, I should say. But if they if LeBron doesn't get it, I can see myself rooting for James Harden and, and the boys just because obviously it mean a lot to you. Uh but uh they got a lot of guys doing the right shit, man. Russell Westbrook coming off the bench, uh who's a Hall of Famer, doesn't have to do that, but does for the betterment yeah. of the team, just like you and you obviously resonate with that more than anybody, Max. It's just the sacrifices that you constantly have to make. Um, which you've made multiple sacrifices for your organization. You've made it for yourself, um, which we're going to get to in this, uh, in this episode. So, um, but one thing you and uh, James Harden have in common, Max, is you both get down on the Zen water. Yes. Right? Team Zen water. You already know. You yeah, already know we're locked in, the whole gang. So, yeah, that, I mean, it just meant to be. He sees, you know, him representing the same shit. You know, we're locked in with the same business. So, you know, it, yeah. just, it was just meant to be. It was just a matter of time and, uh, there's one more thing I want to point out too, and it's funny because you know obviously everybody has their social media opinions about certain players and things like that. But I will say this: there was we were at the game. I got there early. I told Rachel, I'm like, we're getting there an hour early. I want to make sure we see warm ups. Like, I want to see how it is. Yeah. So we sit down. Harden was the first one on the court. He had the longest workout. He was the last dude to get off the court before the game. He got a workout after. And that's something that's, you know, it's funny because people like try to, you know, they talk about him going out and shit like that, which is obviously normal. Um, But seeing him put the work in and shit like that, it was was honestly, um, it was dope to see because obviously people know, like, you know, people give me shit like, how are you, how can you be a Harden fan when you're like, you work the way you work and shit like that. And getting to see like the reality of what it really is and seeing how he works was, was dope as hell. And uh, yeah, it, it, it was awesome, bro. Yeah. Well, obviously, I'm curious because if I went up to James Harden or somebody random person with James Harden, it'd be like a, I wouldn't say a fanboy moment, but it's like, holy shit, this dude's a legend. And like you just hit on, you're appreciating his craft, his work ethic, the things that people don't see and you understand because shit, you do that every day. You do it 365. We know that. Um, Was that like a part of, obviously, you guys are friends in that aspect now, but like, was it a big part of it just to professionals at top of their level, just, you know, chopping it up and having that mutual respect for each other? Or did it feel like you were just chopping up with your family? No, you know, for me, it was kind of a mixture. Like, obviously I have like, there's no other player like living right now besides like Michael Jordan. When I, when I get the chance to meet Michael Jordan, but like that I would really fanboy over and like, I've been a fan since a kid. So it's just like a different type of you know, different type of love when it comes to Harden. And, um, yep. you know, I, it, it was dope as fuck, bro. Like, we, we talked on a professional level, obviously, talking about, you know, his work ethic and what he puts into it and what he's, you know, wants at the end of his career. Like, that was super dope. But at the same time, like, the fact that I got to really have a conversation, like, he was cool as shit. He had all his people with him, and he embraced me like we've known each other for years. So um, yep. it was cool as hell. And, um, yeah, it just, it just made me gain another level of respect because – you know, like you said, it's all about sacrifice and putting in the work and what reality is. And, you know, for him, like, you know, people get certain raps, like Odell got a super tough rap a few years ago. And like, there's certain guys that you make it to that level, like everyone's looking to bring you down. Mm-hmm. Um, and for him, like he stayed consistent, regardless of what everyone says, like he goes out there, he produces, like they literally wrote him off before the season, like, oh, he needs, he's going to be out of the NBA, all this shit. And now he's playing at an all-star level again. Um, so it's just dope to see. So I just want him to continue playing that way and so the team can go and, and, and do what they you know ultimately want to do and that's win the championship so it's, it's dope to see yeah definitely no cool to admire from afar obviously he's a fan he threw it up on the gram you guys looked like you were uh you guys grew up to, together since childhood so um dope to see for you did anybody toss you the rock down there you know give you a little couple of shots and do you think that you could have scored 
10 points on anybody out there if you played one-on-one? Uh, I don't know. You know, if I got like 30, 30 something minutes, I, I feel like I could definitely maybe, you know, hit a couple open jump shots, maybe a couple loose rebounds, just purely off a of hustle. Uh, but I will say this, I mean, out of both games, you know, there was, everybody was super impressive. I mean, Harden, Paul George, Kawhi, Devin all, Booker? Those dudes, all those dudes are ridiculous and you already beat me to it. Devin Booker is fucking ridiculous. Yes. He is ridiculous. The dude is automatic and Bradley Beal had like 37 last night. So <clears> both those dudes, I mean... I got to give my respect to them because they were they were ridiculous. And Kevin Durant, that's just you don't even have to say anything. He's just that's he's one of the greatest great. ever. One of the greatest ever. Was he? Was, so. Is Kevin Durant yeah, the biggest awesome. alien of like both like games? Just meeting Kevin Durant. He's like <laughs> seven foot tall, right? Like, see, it's funny you said that. I thought he was going to be the biggest alien, and all of a sudden, Bull Bull checks out oh, the fuck. game, and then he looks like Kevin Durant times yeah. two. Even skin, he made Durant look buff. So. It was crazy, bro. I've never seen anybody that big and lanky. It was, it was honestly un. It was like how the fuck does that grow? (laughs) Bro, unbelievable. He had a couple rebounds where he legitimately was off the backboard, bro. It didn't look right. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, no, Max. That's actually fucking fire. Um, (laughs) Did any of them give you, or are you going to send any of them a jersey? Because obviously, we saw. Two nights in a row, you got a jersey. Kevin Durant and James Harden. Did any of them want one in return? Oh yeah, no. Harden Harden said he's uh, sending me the Addy, so I'm sending him the uh, the nine uh, eight. And then Durant was hell bent on it. He he said it before the game and after the game. He's like, I need that fucking jersey. I was like, bro, <laughs> I got your number, so just send me the address. I'll send it right away. So um, yeah, bro, it was dope as fuck, and they were all so cool, bro. Like everybody was 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 cool as hell and. It was super random, bro. Like, I don't even realize it because I don't go out much or anything like that. Like, I go to sporting events and stuff like that. But just being in L.A., like, the fans, bro, they treated me like like royalty, bro. Like, I was literally in the crowd after the game last night, like, literally with all the fans going nuts. And we're walking out the stadium. They're fucking mobbing us and stuff. Like, it was so cool, bro. But I, I tweeted after. I was like, literally, L.A. is is, is a Raider town. And it, it really is, bro. Like, all due respect to the Rams and, and Chargers. But shit, I mean... Yep. Raider Nation is California's team. Cities, it's what you're you know saying, what I mean? right? It's Oakland, it's LA, and it's Vegas. Like that's we have we have three towns, no question. Yeah, no, that's dope, man. It was uh, I could tell they're showing a lot of love. It's obvious. It's an obvious reason as to why people call uh, it sports luxury when you're there. So um, that's why LeBron's not leaving. And so I'm sure it's a surreal moment with you and LeBron uh, getting to meet the goat. I'm jealous. Um, I'm sure Darian is too. But Max. You had a great fucking game, bro. Uh, great, great end to the season. It was huge. The momentum in there felt really, really good heading into the offseason. Um, the dopest part, I think, was everyone chanting AP at the end of the game and him fucking going up and hyping up the crowd. Um, yeah. Truly goosebump type thing. And it was loud in there. So if you weren't there, you could definitely hear it. Um, but we'll get to all that in our uh, State of the Nation segment. But, Max, uh, two tackles in a sack. Um, that's going to put you at 14 and a half on the year, which is a career high now for you, bro. So congratulations on that. Um, okay. Super, super dope. Uh, and I know you're hunting for that uh, season record uh, sack, so, but we know it's coming. You're right there. Um, but Max, just going to pass it to you, man. What do you think of the game in a, you know, sort of a cap to the end of the season? Yeah, bro. Honestly, it's, it's crazy because, um, you know, mentally all week, like, you know, I've been battling some, obviously, shit all season. You know what I mean? From the knee to 
last like right before the Chiefs game, I got a freaking stomach virus. I'm puking my brains out and all week versus the Colts, I'm like my stomach is destroyed. So like people don't even realize it. And that's what like you know, just makes me appreciate every single day and appreciate the grind of it because it's you you know, the football season doesn't stop for anybody. Um you're gonna have to deal with shit and you gotta either step up to the plate or, you know, complain about it. So for me, you know, these past couple of weeks have been tough. I've been playing at a high, very high level and like not having the sacks to come with it. Like I've been, I was super close. I had one taken away in KC, you know, which is still bullshit, but um, <laughs> the Colts one, I missed, let one slip right out of my hands. Like I was playing really well, getting TFLs, doing my thing, but I didn't get sacked. So like you go three weeks in a row to sack, without a sack and you're going to the last game of the year. Um, like after I've been just reeling off sacks all season, it was like, fuck, like on my mind all week, like this is my last opportunity. Like, I have to finish the season strong. Like, I got to get home. I got to play at my best. And, like, that's literally all that was on my mind all week. Like, you could ask me. You were stressing. You were stressing. And it wasn't even, like, stressing. It was, like, I'm fucking anxious. Like, I need to go out there and go do my fucking thing. Like, I was ready to just play. And um, it was on my mind all week, bro. And um, it was incredible. Like, that's, you know, when I – my sack on Stidham, like – when I sacked him, I fucking ran up. I did a cart fucking roll on the field and was just fucking <laughs> screaming to the to the moon. Um, the summer salt. It just felt so, bro. It was such a great feeling. And, like, I went out there, like, with no thought on my mind. I'm like, I'm going to come out here and I'm just hooping. Like, yep. I'm strictly, like, what I, I've been training all year to do this. And, like, it was just strictly instincts. I'm going to just go play my game. Whatever I'm feeling, I'm not thinking. I'm just going. And, bro, I was all over his ass, like literally all around the field, flying around. Um, I think I had eight pressures, a um, couple TFLs um, on top of it. So it was just like, it was that what I needed uh, to go into the off season. And uh, it was just a great feeling, bro. And, and the hit, you know, personal records on every statistical category was huge too. You know, last off season, everyone was like, oh, there's no way he can do better than he did the year before. And then I'd do it again. And then going into this year, I was like, no, I know I could be better. And, you know, I hit, I had 90 tackles. 23 TFLs, 14 and a half sacks, like putting up all career numbers. And I had, I think I had 94 pressures, which is like fourth in the league. So like being up there at top of every single category, like that's what I push myself to be. It's not just be, all right, I'm just going to be a dominant ass pass rusher. Like, no, I'm going to be the best run defender, best pass rusher, best all around, best tackler as a DN. Like I want to be the best in every single aspect. And that's what I work for. And that's why I work the way I do. And um, just to finish off that way and get a huge fucking win and see an AP, like, that shit was like a movie, bro. And just seeing how the fans responded yes. and how they've been responding to AP and, and the whole team. Like, we have a whole different attitude. And, like, it's just it, – it feels right. It looks right. It sounds right. Like, it's just what the Raiders should be. And, uh, yeah, bro, it, it was a special day for sure, bro. Yeah, no, you uh, you were a dog the whole year. I think I, I speak for everybody on who deep defensive player of the year in our eyes should be. Um, I mean, you're, you're topping yourself – Okay, that's terrible praise, but you're fucking, you're, hey, you're doing better and doing better and better each year, right? And the records that you're breaking are records that you set for yourself. So, um, uh, I mean, obviously you're trending in the right direction, but Max, is it weird enough? I know your answer, I think, but at the end of the year, after all those stats you just rattled off, is there still left in the tank where you think I can still do better? I still can do a lot better than what I even did, which is crazy for some people to think, but is there some still left out there that you think that I can just capitalize on and keep continuing to grow? No question. No question. I mean, there's every single game, like I break down 
all I do, like when I when it comes to film, like majority of the time, like all I'm doing is watching myself. Like I'll just watch my games over and over and over again, and I'll watch practice of myself over and over and over and over again. Um, and there's always room for improvement, bro. And it's the littlest details, the shit that people don't recognize and people see on a daily basis. But it's literally comes down to the simplest shit: your key, reading your keys, your eyes, hands, feet, pad level, and get off, and not thinking. It's the yeah. mental part, the physical part, the repetition, doing it every single day. Um, that's what it's all about. And for me, I know there's, I know I'm not even close to where I, where I'm gonna be. Um, and that's what keeps me going. That's what keeps me even more excited and motivated at the same time. And uh, it gets me excited going to the off season. Um, and you know, like today, the, you know, there was a player all pro, um, which came out, which was freaking awesome. Me and Miles Garrett, I know DT was fired up about that. His two favorite rushers <laughs> uh, being on the on the NFLPA one. Yeah. Um, but seeing, uh, you know, the AP come out as well and being on that. So, um, you know, being a two-time All-Pro, like, all that shit's incredible, but it gives me more motivation because, for me, I want to make it unfair. I want to be the undisputed best in the league, and that's why I work. And, uh, you know, being second-team All-Pro is like, all right, like, it's incredible, um, you know, being recognized as the top four rusher in the league. But, like, my goal is to be the best and be number one. Um, and yeah. until I make that completely unanimous, like, that I have work to do. And then when I get there, I'm going to find another reason to keep going. So, um, yeah, bro, you know, all that in a nutshell, like, yes, I have so much to work for. I'm fired up for this off season, obviously get my body back together. I've been playing through a lot of, you know, bank, little banks and bruises, and got a couple surgeries, but, um, it just gives me more motivated for next year. Yeah. So Max, we're, since we're on this topic, dude, we'll do the dog of the day here, like right after, but, um, for Max, for you, what were like some of the off-season improvements that you saw um, heading into this season, and now the season's played out that made an impact this year, if any at all, for you? Yeah, um, you know, I talk about it um, all the time. You know, my my strength coach, the guy I work with majority of the time, Rick Slate. Uh, big shout out to Rick Slate, dude's my fucking my spirit animal. Um, you know, he helps me with everything when it comes to getting ready. You know, me and him do all of our training together. We focus on every single little detail. And our thing is like 1%. It's finding that 1% in every category that we can get better at every single day. So if that's recovery, if that's training, if that's, you know, sleep, whatever it is, like that's what we're focusing on. So for me, um, you know, what helped me get better in this upcoming season, like the, the main, our main thing that we want to focus on, and this is what AJ, our main strength coach came, came to me with, was power. And we want to add that power element to my game. And I feel like that was a game changer. You know, you know, I have I've had power in the past, but I didn't use it as consistently. But this year, being able to use power on a consistent basis and my speed and, and um, all my moves, putting that all together, I feel like helped me uh, get more sacks, get more pressures, um, and just be around the ball, and be active, and also the mental part. Like that's that's what I feel like took a took a huge step this year. Just being mentally still at all times. You know, no matter what's going on, no matter for winning, losing, coaching changes, injuries, all that shit. Like. I know I'm supposed to be here right now. I know I'm supposed. This is supposed to happen for a reason. So don't get over, you know, over emotional, overreact. No matter if it's great or, or terrible, um, just stay in the moment and focus on what I can do to get better today. And that's what you know. Feel like helped me take that next step this year. So, um, yeah, it was it was a special year, bro, from start to finish. It was it was a move. Is it hard for you to kind of stay in the moment like that, Max? Because I feel like it is for me. A normal basis, it's like, how do I stay in the moment? And just take care of business right now because I know it's going to pay off tomorrow or X amount of time from now. Is that tough for you to do, honestly? Like, 
it looks easy from outside in, but curious, is that a struggle sometimes for you or how is that for you? Um, no doubt. I mean, it's not easy at all. I mean, it's, it's, it's what helped me change my whole career around. You know, when I first, you know, after my second season, when I got those surgeries the first time and um, I changed everything from my meal prep to how I train, what I do, all that. Like when my career's changed, like that's what I've bought in on was, okay, I'm going to trust my work. I'm going to trust the people around me and trust the people that, um, you know, trust myself, but trust everyone around me that's involved with what I do and let the chips fall where they may, you know what I mean? And that's what's helped me get to where I'm at because it's not easy. Every single day is a challenge, bro. My body is beaten. Like I literally, I woke up this morning, my fucking ankles, shoulders, everything hurts. Like, (laughs) and it doesn't matter during the season. Like you got to go and you got to find a way and you're not the only one, you know what I mean? But you know, what separates myself is like, I try to do, I always go above and beyond. I always try to find different ways to separate myself from everybody. And, um, you know, for me, it's just, it's a blessing being able to do that. I used to look at it as a burden, like when I was younger in my career, cause you know, I was doing, I was fucking partying and doing all the, doing all extracurricular shit. And like, sometimes when I was going to work, like I was fucking miserable. Like I, I haven't felt like that in forever because now it's like, I get to reflect and I know where I used to be yep. and like, it makes me grateful. I get to wake up early as fuck in the morning and go get better and go get closer to where I want to be. And, you know, that's be a hall of famer and be the best in the league. And, uh, yeah, bro, it's been, it's been a blessing, bro. So every single day, like it's not easy. Um, but it's, it's something I look forward to every day, bro. It's just chasing that greatness, um, consistently every single day. Yeah. It's contagious, bro. It's inspiring to see. Um, just curious because I know everyone else back home probably struggles with trying to stay in the moment and trying to do things better themselves. But, Hearing that it's just not an easy process, just something to stick through um, from someone like yourself, uh, I think is huge. So, uh, now, man, we're super happy for you, super proud. You de- your development has been silly. I mean, I don't even know. They'll have to write a book about it because the where you started to where you're at right now, and I know you're nowhere near from being done, is crazy. Um, and other people who have had some good development this season for you guys, Max, is obviously like Malcolm Coons, uh, Jack yeah. Jones, Farva who's a regular here on the show, uh, Trey Tucker, Trey Tucker. Um, what does that say about the culture though, Max, and their development and how they're, how they ended the season? Yeah, it's huge, bro. Um, it's, it's huge, you know, for the future, um, this team, obviously, you know, have a young guy step up and, and, you know, super early in their career. Um, and that's something, you know, is, is being a leader. Like that's something, you know, specifically to my D line group, you know, just in general, like that's another part, you know, that I wanted to add to about what's helped me this season is like taking that next step as a leader. Um, and that's something, you know, you see guys like Malcolm, you see Tyree and all these guys, like just improving on a daily basis. Um, you know, just being able to play a little part in that is, is all I want, you know, cause I want everyone to try to get as close to my level of intensity and level of preparation and level of work on a daily basis. And like, if I could help someone get from here to here, um, that's a win, you know what I mean? If you have a whole group thinking like that and chasing after, you know, greatness, like it's, you become unstoppable and seeing like this group, like. You know, obviously the Trey Tuckers, all those guys, like, I got nothing but love and respect for those dudes, and I know where they're going. Like, Trey Tucker's an absolute dog. I know he's going to be great. I know Aiden O'Connell, like, the way he's, you know, the way he prepares and works, I know he's going to have a great career. Um, But more specifically on the D-line side, like, we went from, I think, 25 sacks last year to 46. We almost doubled it. And, like, it's hard to do. People were literally, like, shitting on us. Like, this is, you know, that we have – you know, people heard it. Like we talked about in the D line room, like people literally saying like, 
you know, Max is the only guy that we got. And, like, that shit pissed me off as a player. It's like, nah, like, we got fucking guys, and I know we do. And, and, and it almost pissed people off, like, you know, in our room because you hear people talk about it all the time, and that shit's real. Like, I, mean, I can't even imagine being on the other side. Like, yeah, like, you know, people not believing in you and thinking you could do it. And, like, seeing a guy like Malcolm have eight sacks, um, seeing a dude like J-Rob come in off the street, get a sack his first game and helping us a lot, you know, um, this season and Adam Butler and John Jenkins, you know, John Jenkins is 34 years old and his 11th year in his career. And he had, he literally had career highs in every single category. And so like seeing shit like that is, is what it's all about. And like, I can't, you know, give enough credit to everybody in that room, but also Robbie Leonard, Matt Edwards, the guy that, you know, the coaches that are in there with us and, you know, they're a big, they're a major part of it as well. So, um, yeah, from a development standpoint, just looking at the future, it's like, you know what I mean? To get, we're going to get to that, but like to mess that up, you know what I mean? And not build off what we already started is, is insane to me. Yeah. No, let's, um, yeah, let's start cooking into that. So obviously Max, congratulations, bro. Two time, all pro three time consecutive pro bowler. You'll catch us all down there. Congratulations, baby. Hey, you guys will catch, you'll catch the rush family down there for the pro bowl. Um, obviously got some things for the super bowl too, but we'll be down there showing, uh, showing our guy, Max, some love. Um, DPOY, uh, in our opinion, also host of the year on the rush, just the up and coming show. So, um, we appreciate you, Max. Um, and let's go right into our dog of the day before we get to the state of the union. Uh, All right, y'all dog of the day. I mean, we had a lot of candidates. We had a lot of people we discussed. I mean, I mean, there's about 10 dudes that could have won this. Uh, week 18, final game versus Denver. But we decided to go with the rookie. And this is very, you know, uncanny for, for this group. You know, you got to really earn that shit to be the dog of the day as a rookie. Yeah. So our boy, Trey Tucker, Cincinnati rookie. Dude is a speedster. I call him baby Tyreek. Um, the dude's future <laughs> is extremely bright. Um, you know, we did a little jersey swap this week. I was wearing a crop top number 11 jersey. It barely fit on my body. It looked like, uh, it looked like fucking, uh, the what's his name? Ryan yeah, yeah, exactly. It looked like uh, the Boz. But, um, you know, he was rocking my jersey and he was doing the fucking kick the door down celebration every time he caught the ball in practice. So um, I was expecting great things from him. I was hyping him up all week. And um, he went and delivered, bro. He had five catches, 79 yards. Um, and he's been getting better and better, bro. And he's, he's made a lot of big plays in the last couple of weeks, um, for our team. And, uh, you see a guy like that, who's, you know, he's a smaller dude, but he plays big and he's, he's extremely fast. He's extremely quick and he's fearless. Um, and that's what you want in, in, in your teammate. Um, and especially as a, as a go-to weapon on your offense. So I know he wants to be one of those guys, you know, he looks up to Tay, he follows Tay around like a puppy, literally in the facility. <laughs> um, and I told him that's his day one, like stay around that motherfucker. Like yeah. that's, that's, that's the, the standard. So pick his brain at all times and you literally don't see him leave his side. So um, Trey Tucker, um, another Washman guy, shout out to CJ. Um, so yeah, got a, got a ton of love for Trey. Um, he loves the game. He puts in the work. He's there early, leaves late. Um, and that's exactly what you want um, in a teammate. So I expect huge things from him um, in the near future. And, uh, you know, the sky's the limit for him. Hell so, yeah. dog of the day, Trey Tucker. Okay. First timer. Okay. Double First Uno. timer. Double Uno. Big shout out to Double Uno. Yeah. He's fast, man. He is fucking fast and he makes Blade plays. Yeah. Four, three. Blazing speed. Yeah. Blazing speed. Oh, yeah. 
It'll be fun to see him uh, continue to develop and see what he's got because he's got a shit ton in the tank and his ceiling is high. And uh, Darian's a huge fan, so that's hard to get him to be a big fan of someone. So we'll take it. <laughs> yeah, that's a big deal. Right, Dean? Dean, I take it. Like I see it. Yeah, Dean. Do we do we want to do the big sack segment here? I think we should. We should just squeeze in that big sack right now before we get into the meat yes, and potatoes. God, squeeze that big sack in there, please, brother. Come on, give me that big sack segment. Big All sack. Right. Big sack. Big Here sack. Big sack. All right, so uh, you guys are up 7 nothing. okay? The, yeah. you, you let them get down to uh, the 12, right? They're about to go into scores, first and 10. Boy, Waff comes off the edge. Does a nice little uh, flash hands and full sweep. Full sweep tackle opened up instantly, and he chased him down for a uh, – it was a 12-yard loss. Uh, talk to us about the play, and then I know you kind of alluded to it a little bit about that celebration, but what the fuck made you do a somersault instead of kicking in a big old <laughs> Um, Yeah, you know, to start off, you know, the, the play, you know, for me, uh, I played Cam Fleming twice last year. He was a starting right tackle. Uh, you know, Mike McGlinchey, I played him week one. Um, you know, that's, I knew he, you know, you know he, he was out, you know, before the game. So I was like, you know, I've I seen him before. I've seen him walking down the sideline, the hat and Denver uniform. And I was just like, okay. So he left his guy, you know, out there, you know, Cam Fleming steps <laughs> up and, you know, we had to do what we had to do. You know, I got a lot of respect for him. Cam Fleming has been in the league for a while. Um, with all due respect, like, you know, I expect to go dominate and, uh, you know, Break down the play. It's first and ten. Uh, he gave away, you know, pass. You know, he, he has just some indicators. You know, any team you play, uh, you know, every player kind of gives away runner pass in a different way. And um, you know, I I knew it was a pass. It's first and ten, and um, I took off, bro. And uh, for me, double swipe, one of my favorite moves. I gave him like kind of like a hesitation to a swipe, and um, just took off. And I knew I had him beat off the snap. And I just seen Stidham turn and start running away from me. And I was already at full sprint. So I was trying to get the ball off him, you know, first and foremost. Yeah. But uh, I fucking, I basically left my feet and hawked him down. And after I got that sack, like I already broke down um, to you guys, like how it felt, like needing that fucking sack. I've been thinking about it all week. So I was just so hyped. And I literally just ran. I was just a kid on the playground, baby. Literally, kid on the playground. And I'm like, I'm doing a fucking somersault. So I run to do a somersault. <laughs> And I just start screaming to the moon, bro. So, yeah, bro, it's just an outer body experience. It was a huge play for us, obviously, um, you know, in the red zone. And, uh, yeah, bro, it was, it was an incredible feeling. So, you know, it's nothing like it, bro. Anytime, you know, there's TFLs, TFLs feel incredible, everything like that. But you get the quarterback down, um, it's just a special feeling. It's like a touchdown for us on the other side of the ball. 100%. Or a thick six, you know. Or you got to relate to the squad. Yeah, I, one thing we should incorporate into next year is just give me like a big sack, Sally, or something. You know, after you kick in a door, just incorporate something yeah, with the sack. Yes. Are you yeah, just start carrying your shit. Dragging it, like South Park. Dragging it. Well, no, I'm, I'm glad to. Uh, I'm glad we were able to get back to it. Like you said, it's been a couple yeah. weeks, but it's well deserved. Nice. So, so, no so nice job on the big sack. Yeah. Fuck yeah. yeah. No, Max, that was. Uh, Congratulations on the on the fourteen and a half. But and congratulations on the big sack, Darian. Appreciate you squeezing that in there for us. Um, but Max, another guy has a big old sack is AP, right? Obviously, he lays it out there. He trusts you guys. He um, listens to the players, and the culture has obviously been feeding off ever since that. Um, 
But as you know, like there are now four coaching vacancies throughout the NFL. New faces have started to slowly creep in here the last couple of days. Um, but now that the Patriots have named Gerard Mayo uh, as their head coach, what are your thoughts on how quickly Robert Kraft moved to that make, to make that decision? Um, and has and then Bill had his press conference yesterday, and then they announced it. So think about how quick that happened in that process. Um, yeah, you know, uh, it's been speculation, I feel like, from the beginning of the year, um, you know, when the Patriots started off slow again. Um, and then just everyone kept talking about it more and more and more and more as the season went on. Um, you hear rumblings, uh, you know, that Belichick is going to be out of there. and it's It's honestly crazy, bro, because I've been watching – like, he's been the coach for the – for the Patriots since I was two years old. You know what I mean? So my whole life, Bill Belichick has been the coach of the Patriots. And um, just to see him, you know, them move on from him is is surreal. Um, you know, if he's not the greatest coach of all time, he's in the top three. I mean, there's no argument. He's won the second most games of any coach of all time. He's 14 away from the record. Um, and just what he's done for the game, you know what I mean? He's won six Super Bowls. Um, I think that's the most of any coach. And uh, he's, you know, he's a one-of-one. One. You know, he he changed the game. Uh, he changed the game in a lot of ways. He, he has a military background. He leads them um, in those in those teams, you know, in a, in a very militant way. Um, I know a lot of people that have been there. Obviously, I had, you know, a similar experience with McDaniels. Um, but, you know, it's no nonsense. And uh, the fact that he can get a bunch of grown-ass men uh, to all go in one direction under that type of, you know, coaching style is incredible. Um, and he should get all the credit and flowers. Um, you know, people like to compare the Brady to the Belichick and who was, you know, who, you know, who was responsible. It was a Brady, it was a Belichick. Um, you know, they both deserve their flowers regardless. You know what I mean? They're two of the greatest to ever do it. Um, and without, you know, each other, you know, those guys wouldn't have been, been able to win that many Super Bowls. So, yeah, it's crazy to see, bro, a legend. You know, obviously, I don't even know. He might be coaching somewhere else. You know, from the sound of it, he, he still wants to coach. Yep. So uh, I wouldn't be surprised if somewhere else. I know there's a lot of rumblings. I don't. Yeah, he'll be doing it. He's like like how uh, Joe Paterno did it. Like Joe Paterno, he'll do it till he's done. Um, yeah. You know, it's a sensitive topic, but you know, he goes <laughs> forever. But anyway, um, Bill Belichick, absolute legend. Um, and yeah, we'll see where he ends up. You know, he's he's definitely going to be still involved in football one way or the other. Yeah. Were you surprised at how quickly that they did move on though from it? And is that just do you think it's because they had that decision kind of already made um, throughout the end of the season? You know, Bill is going to be gone. There's reports weeks ago. Do you think that helped in that process for them? <clears throat> yeah, no doubt. Um, I've seen something today. I think Schefter um, reported it, but, you know, it's something you have to do before the season, like having a successor. So obviously it was already kind of in the works. Um, yep. They already named Gerard Mayo. Like they, I think there's paperwork you got to fill out, like, all right, if Bill ends up, you know, we end up moving on from Bill, this is our guy. So um, clearly it's already been in discussion. Um, but when the season, you know, went the way it went, then it kind of made it, you know, a no-brainer um, yeah. in that way. And they want to, you know, go in a different direction. So um, obviously Gerard Mayo, he's another one. He's a lifer. I mean, he's literally played with the Patriots his whole career. Now, he, you know, he goes into an assistant coaching role. Um, and now he's, he's going to be the main guy. So, um, you know, they want to keep that Patriot – you know, that's how the Patriots are. Like, that's like its own tight-knit community, yeah. and they want to keep it in-house. So it makes total sense that, you know, they get a guy like Gerard Mayo. You know, honestly, I thought at first, like, when Vrabel got fired, which is still insane to me, um, I thought Vrabel would be the next guy Same. Um, if it wasn't Gerard Mayo. So either way, you know, they're going to be in good hands, and, you know, they have 
you know, he's going to be a great leader for them for sure. Yeah. No, I thought the same as you, bro. No, I mean, yeah. he's not going away. No, I'm saying he's not going away. He ain't going, he ain't going anywhere. He'll retire after he breaks that shit. No yeah. question. So he's no got doubt. two years. Yeah. He's got two seasons left at least. Two seasons at least. Yeah, That's where right. he goes is probably depending on, A, if he can have a little bit of say um, in, like, the management aspect part of it, front office, um, or if he just wants to coach. I don't know. Maybe he doesn't want to do all that anymore. I guess we'll find out. But, Max, let's get back on to you because you talked about a lifer and you talked about Gerard Mayo playing for him and now becoming the coach. You guys have someone very similar in that role with AP. You've been very um, – boisterous if that's the right word to use but out and about on who you believe the head coach should be uh you've been tweeted today that ap higher ap so for you max who do you want the next coach of the las vegas raiders to be well i mean it's pretty simple um <laughs> like you said i've made it very public i've made it very honest um and clear um and you know for me it's antonio pierce without a doubt i mean we already had this opportunity a couple years ago with rich um we had things going in the right direction we went to the playoffs almost won a playoff game um, we ended up deciding, you know, to go in a different direction and start from ground zero, and that didn't work. And now we're back in the same situation. We get an opportunity to have a guy who's, like you said, a lifer. He's from Compton, Raider fan his whole life, former uh, player, Super Bowl winner, captain. Uh, when you have that guy in the building, um, and then he comes in and has a chance to prove himself, and he does, and I feel like he exceeded the expectations. Yeah. You know, we're, we went five and four, but realistically, <clears throat> I mean – we, you know, not easily, but we, sh we should have won the Vikings game. I mean, we had a million opportunities. We didn't play perfect, but we, we very winnable game against the Vikings. Same with the Colts. We lose by three points. We didn't play our best, but, you know, we were still very much in that game on the road versus a really good team. Yeah. And then you got, um, who's the other game that we lost close? Uh, Dolphins, Dolphins, another one. Dolphins are Super Bowl contender, and we took them down to the final, final whistle in, in Miami. Yep. Um, and on top of it, we set the record. We play the Chargers, score the most points in team history, 63 against a division rival. We go to KC and beat KC on their field. Um, we're four and two in the division. I think three and one is AP, you know, being the head coach. So, um, I mean, it would be absolutely ridiculous and insane if we didn't bring back AP and give him an opportunity. I mean, like I said, we've already had the opportunity to do this and we went, you know, we didn't stick with what we had and, you know, we, we fucked it all up. And, you know, for this, you know, for this situation, I mean, um, I know how the guys feel. I know everybody wants AP back. I know the legends, the Charles Woodson's, all the guys like that, they all want him back. Yeah. And it's it, it, all the fans. I mean, everybody wants AP back. And I feel like he's done more than enough to prove that he's worthy of getting that opportunity. I don't know how the contract will work. If it's three years, five years, whatever it is, but he deserves an opportunity. Um, and we've, we've really started building something that's special. I mean, our defense went from literally one of the worst in the league to ending the season as a top 10 defense, which is crazy. Yeah. Um, we've done a ton of great things in such a short time, and um, you can't blow something up like that because we have, we have the we, we already have pieces in, in place. We have a lot of talent, and all we're going to do is build on that. Yeah. And we can't start from ground zero again. I mean, what are we doing? I mean, it's, been, it's my fifth year, bro. It's going to – if we were to go with – go with another coach, it would be my fifth head coach in five years. Like, I'm sick of the shit. I know everybody else is sick of the shit. Like, I've been here through it all, and um, I'm sick of losing, bro. All I want to do is win. That's all that matters to me. Yeah. Um, I want great players around me, uh, which we already have, and we're going to keep, you know, bringing in. And um, 
you know, for me, I was, you know, like I said, I've, I'm hell bent on it. Um, I'm gonna keep sharing my opinion, yep. um, and that you know that doesn't bother me because I know AP is is the right guy for the job. And you know people are gonna have their certain opinions. They have certain people who they think's the best, you know, who they think would be best for us. But at the end of the day, I mean, we're in the building every single day. We're the ones that go out there and go to war with them. Um, so I mean, it's it's pretty straightforward for me. I can go on and on, but for sure, it's got to be AP. The ultimate goal is obviously to win a Super Bowl. That's why you play. And you've said it yes. how many times, probably on every other episode of this of this show, and then every other fucking interview that you do. It's it means everything. That's ultimate goal, right? Um, do you think and do you believe is AP the the right step? You know, in the Raiders pursuing you know the Super Bowl aspirations, is he a huge piece in that part? No question, no question. Obviously, you know, people have their questions when it comes to um, experience, um, but at the end of the day, I mean, there's you either get a coach who's been fired before or you try something new. I mean, that's the reality of it. So people all have their own opinions on shit, but um, in reality, AP, you know, he doesn't have a bunch of experience as a head coach, but the reality is he's come in and he's helped change the culture. He's helped us win games and he's helped our defense take off to a different level um, and our team in general. So we're a few pieces away from being in contention. We, we all feel that. We know that. We feel like we should be playing right now this weekend. Yeah. Um, and that's what sucks the worst. But at the same time, we know we're going in the right direction. It, it almost feels like how Detroit felt last year. Like they missed the playoffs by a sliver. Um, but everyone knew going to that offseason, they're like, yeah, Dan Campbell's got these guys going in the right direction. And yeah. they're going to be favorites to win the division next year. Like we keep AP and we build, build on what we already started. I feel like that's going to be us. Um, we're going to be right in contention. We're going to be in the playoffs next year, without a doubt, um, if we just keep things going in the way it's going. Uh, but if we blow shit up again, then it's a bunch of question marks, and we start from ground zero again. And um, you know, then I got to start questioning what what we're doing. You know what I mean? It's on a personal level because um, I want to win. You know what I mean? I'm sick of losing. I'm sick of being in limbo all the time. There's always change. There's always something you know new. Yeah. And for me, um, on my you know, from a personal standpoint. I show up every single day. I'm in the building more than any coach or player on a yearly basis. I train all year round. I'm showing up every single day doing my best, you know, and doing everything in my power um, to help this team win. So I want everybody from the front office to the coaches to feel that same fucking way. So that's how I feel about it. Yeah, you've won. We talked about this, but you 1000% have changed your life, obviously for yourself and for the better, but you've changed your life, literally changed your life for this organization. So um, it's only right that what you, what you say holds value, holds weight and should be a part of the decision-making process. So I got to ask you, Max, cause you and Mark are very close. Um, what has your involvement been in the coaching search or even just through this coaching process, so, so to speak, since the season's ended? Um, you know, it's, it's pretty straightforward. You know, me and, <laughs> me and Mark have had a lot of conversations. Um, we got to sit down together. I got to share a lot of my opinions, ask a lot of questions. Um, I asked a lot of questions, um, but I, you know, I made it very clear, you know, there's no gray area in my approach to what I feel like is best, you know, for the future of this team. And that's, you know, to keep AP. Um, everyone knows that. Um, and, and Champ Kelly as well. I mean, a GM, I mean, like, I feel like he's definitely earned the right as well and deserves you know, the opportunity to prove himself as well. So I feel like AP and Champ are, a, are a, um, you know, they come in a package or a package deal. Um, and they're on the same page. I mean, they, he lets Champ do his job. Champ lets AP do his job. Um, and it's very straightforward and black and white. So 
um, yeah, that's kind of, you know, when it comes to Mark, like me and him have had a lot of conversations. Um, you know, he probably gets sick of me blowing up his phone and sick of me telling him, you know, how I feel. But uh, at this point, I really don't care. You know, for me, I just want what's best for the team and, and the organization. Absolutely. Now, do you feel as though that your voice uh, is heard in this decision-making process? Um, I hope so. I mean, I'm not just talking to talk. You know, at the end of the day, I know I'm not an executive. I don't. I know my word is not final say. Um, but I feel like I've definitely done more than enough to at least have my word considered um, and heard. And that's not just from Mark. You know, it's, it also includes all the legends. You know what I mean? I, the you know the Charles Woodsons, the guys that did it before, the Howie Longs, the guys like that, um, who also you know feel similar um, if you talk to them. So. Um, I feel like everybody has a hand in hand in the pot, but at the end of the day, like I feel like I've definitely earned the right to at least share my opinion and share um, my opinion and let it be heard because you know I've been in the building. Like I said, I'm in the building more than anybody. I do. I put my body on the line for this team and this organization on a daily basis. I play more snaps than anybody in my position. I play through injury and I still produce at all pro and Pro Bowl level. Um, and I'm going to continue doing that um, and, and keep getting better. So yeah, I feel like you know my word carries weight. I'm not going to say it carries all the weight or I'm the fucking owner now and nothing like that. But um, I feel like I definitely should be heard. And um, I have a good perspective because not only am I in the building every single day, I see how the coaches are, but I also, you know, have great relationships with old heads, the old G's, the, the old school Raider legends. I have, I have a great relationship with Mark um, and a lot of people, you know, in the Raider organization. So um, I just want my voice to be heard. Um, I'm just trying to, trying to win. And that's, that's literally all that matters to me. Yeah, no, and and I don't know what happens behind closed doors or across the league, but um, you, you'll have better insight. But is this something that you think has just kind of come this season or the, over the last year where um, they're looking to you for your feedback? And uh, follow-up to that is should players of your caliber across the league have a, a voice and a say as to who the next coach should be, whether it's a head coach, a coordinator, um, whether it's a position coach, right? should players have more of a say in these decisions because you guys are going to be the ones working uh, with these new hires? No doubt. You know, I feel like it definitely should be a collaboration of, of some sort, you know, for me, um, you know, I've, I haven't bounced around the league. I haven't, you know, said, oh, I want to go to this team or I'm, I like, I want to be a Raider. Um, I've said that since day one, when I got drafted to the Raiders, I got the fucking shield tatted on me. Um, I'm, I'm a Raider, you know, through in, you know, through, through and through. So, um, yeah, you know, I feel like we should have a, a say in it, at least, you know, the players that have put in the due time and put in the work, um, you know, not only just production on the field, but also on a daily basis or in the community or behind the scenes. Like I check all those boxes because I care. Um, and I want this team to be great in all aspects. And, uh, you know, I'll, I've been, you know, with the Raiders for five years, we've made the playoffs one time. Um, Pro Bowls are great. All pro, all that's fucking great. Accolades, awesome. I want to win. You know what I mean? I've, I've done those things. I'm going to continue doing those things. But most importantly, I want to win. I want to have a Super Bowl. I want to fucking bring Las Vegas the greatest, the greatest experience in the world. And that's bringing the championship here to this city. Like, I think about that all the time, bro. Like, we have a Super Bowl here in Las Vegas. Imagine us being in that game. You know what I mean? That's what I think about. Like, I want to bring a damn parade to Vegas. And I want the fucking whole city smoking cigars and having a blast and, and doing it the right way. Like, that's why I play the game. Um, and that's the, you know, that's the one thing I don't have. I know I've not been in the league for a long, long time, but 
Um, I've only made the playoffs one time. I have one playoff game under my belt, and that shit is, you know, unacceptable. And I, and it, you know, it pushes me every single day to continue. That's why I work the way I work. That's why I, that's why I operate the way I operate because I want to win. Um, and I want everyone thinking that way. What can we do? What can we sacrifice? How could we get to that point? Um, and it's got to be from everyone. It can't just be me. It can't just be AP. It's got to be everybody involved. Yeah, and and from a from a friend's perspective, right? Someone that's known you. We've we we, we talk to you often. We see from the behind the scenes, right? You just told everybody you you, you got two surgeries lined up, right? You had the Chiefs game. You literally played a game where they could have, if it went left, it, it could have been fatal, genuinely. And that's not just even hyping shit up. Like, that is that is the reality of the situation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you are literally giving this franchise everything that you have. Okay, <laughs> I know um, we, we, you touched on it a little bit earlier, right? Um, Rich came in and he, was, he, he came in as the interim coach and you were so adamant and so vocal about you want him to be the next coach, right? He, they obviously went with McDaniels. Um, but there's a there's a chance that this happens again, right? There's a chance that you you are you are out there saying I want AP. Um, Jacobs goes out with the tweet saying ninety percent of his decision to be a Raider next year determines if AP is the coach, right? If yeah. it happens again, what does that mean for your future uh, as a Raider? If they do um, not go with AP, yeah, I mean it's something. I'm gonna have to, re, you know, consider everything. You know, I, I, honestly, nothing's off the table. Um, clearly, I've made it very, I made it loud and clear that I want to be a Raider for life. I want to be here. I want to win here. I want to retire here. Um, but I mean, if you go and start from scratch again, um, I mean, I, I, I got to consider everything. I mean, from everything. So that's something that I've, I've talked to with all my people and all my team, and obviously you guys included a little bit, but. Um, yeah, you know, at, at, at some point, um, you got to do what's right, you know, for the for the fans, for the team, for the future. You got to got to put everything into consideration. So for me, um, you know, obviously, I don't want to. I don't. I'm the least, you know, selfish person when it comes to that. Like, I'll go to the farthest. I'll let it get to the last extent before I pull out <laughs> of something. Like, I don't quit anything I do. So um, I want to be a Raider for sure. Um, but if you know we go in a different direction, then you know there's nothing that's off the table. Yeah. yeah I mean, you're, you're 26, you're 26 once, right? You're not getting yeah. any younger and, and you're hitting your pinnacle and your ultimate goal is to win a Super Bowl. So yep. um, yep. I was just very and curious that, and I know that all the fans are too. What's yeah, that mean for Max yeah. Crosby? Yeah. And not only that, he's you talk about all the yeah, things yeah. that he's done to sacrifice um, in that he's made at the front, a, a front priority uh, for this organization. So the, the only thing that I can say, at least hearing from you, Max, is that you just want to be heard and you want to know that what you're doing out there um, holds value and that you ultimately have a seat at the table um, when it comes to what makes this team better because who has a better pulse on this team than a guy who's been here from the start. So, um, Max, I got to ask you, so you've had five, uh, five seasons in the NFL, four coaches, potentially five, how does that turnover at the head coaching position um, impact the trajectory of a franchise like the Las Vegas Raiders? Well, I mean, if you have new coaches all the time, it's typically a bad thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, it means that every time there's a new coach, that means a new head coach, that means new assistants, new players, new philosophy, square one. You know what I mean? And that's another 
three year process. You know what I mean? And, uh, you know, it's not necessarily like it happens one time. It's like, okay. Um, but it continuously happens. Then it's like, what the fuck? Um, and that's just what I've experienced. And, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't change anything, you know, in my career, uh, that's led up to this point. Um, I feel like everything's happened for a reason. Um, I appreciate all the relationships I've had, you know, all the new coaches, players that have come in. Um, but realistically, at the end of the day, um, to win and sustain winning, uh, you got to have consistency. You got to have a baseline of, all right, this is what we do. This is how we do it. These are our guys. This is our coaches. This is what we do. This is the Raider way. It's not the fucking anybody else way or whatever you want to call it. It's the Raider way. Um, there's a lot of great coaching candidates out there. They're taking nothing against them, but they aren't there for the Raiders. You know what I mean? They, they can be a good coach for somebody else. AP is meant to be a Raider. He's meant to be the Raiders coach. And I firmly believe that and I'll stand by that. And he's proven that. And the fact that we have an opportunity to bring him back and show the world with a full season what that looks like is yep. it would be fucking insane if we didn't go and chase that because we know where we're going. Everyone believes the culture is the number one thing. The environment, that's the first thing he addressed when we came in there. We're not coming in here with fucking a sad-ass face or attitude or nothing. We're going to put smiles on our face. We're going to smoke our shit. We're going we're gonna to do what we do. We're going to have fun, dance, but we're going to get to work in at the same time. And that's what AP preaches. That's what everyone bought in on, bought in on, and everyone is fully in on that. And that's what being a Raider is, is being fully yourself. Don't be a shell of yourself. Don't try to be somebody you're not max. I'm going to be, you tell me max fucking be you. I want, I, he asked me in the team meeting, we got the cigars for tomorrow. I'm like fucking right. We do. He asked Jack, Jack, you're going to be out there picking shit off, talking your shit. Jack's like, yes, fuck yes. So that's what it is to be a Raider. That's what I, that's why I love this franchise. That's why I was bought in on from the day I got here. So when you got a guy like that, who was a fucking homegrown Raider with an opportunity to get, let him build and grow as a coach, even though he doesn't have the experience, it doesn't matter. He's, he's gotten a chance to be the head coach and he showed what he can do. And he did it with literally no preparation or nothing. Yep. Give him a whole off season, let him bring in more pieces. Let us build this thing and let's see what we can do with it. If it doesn't work, then it doesn't work. Yep. But I believe in him and I know the shit is going in the right direction. And I feel like everybody else does as well. So we got to do us right and, and bring AP back and bring champ back. No, no question about it. Now, to follow up to Brogan's question earlier, he talked about how quickly the Patriots moved, right? Um, and, yeah. and the answer was, you know, they, they kind of knew for a little bit. Well, AP's been the coach for over two months, right? Mm -hmm. So to me, like, what is – what am I missing something as to seeing why AP – like, this decision hasn't been made and, like, vocalized and made public yet? And if yeah. so, then is there something that you can kind of fill a gap for me on? Yeah, I was wondering the same thing because I've definitely seen people talking about it today. Um, but if you were, you know, the reason why the Patriots were able to move so fast is because prior to the season, they had to fill out all the paperwork um, for the Gerard Mayo thing. Like, this is our predecessor. Like, if we're, we move on from Bill, like, this is our guy. So that's yeah. got to be done before the season. So the AP thing, that wasn't planned or anything like that. Like, Mark, you know, ended up firing Josh halfway through the season. Um, and that wasn't planned out or anything like that. You know, no one goes into the season expecting to fire the guy halfway through. So yeah. um, you got to go through the due diligence. There's obviously the Rooney, uh, Rooney rule as well. Um, so that's just part of league protocol. So I'm not sure what the date is when you officially can hire your new head coach. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, you know, everyone's got to go through the process regardless. Yeah, so, I think it's um, like the, the Patriots were a little, 
Yeah, Patriots were a one-off because they already put in the put in the paperwork. Yeah, cool. Excuse me. Put in the paperwork for Gerard Mayo. Yeah, I think it's like a certain amount of interviews, right? So what you're saying is Mark should just take some bullshit uh, interview for let a guy come in and practice for next year, you know, for another team. Is that what you're saying? And then just hire AP so we can get along with it. <laughs> yeah. That goes completely against the Rooney rule. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what yeah. Uh, Matt, so obviously very vocal with AP. Um, but did playing for AP have anything to do with you not shutting down, you know, this last season based off injuries and then people start not knowing if you're going to make the playoffs? But for proving that AP is your guy, did you shut? Did any of that kind of make you reluctant on shutting down for the season, even though we know you probably wouldn't, anyways? Um, yeah, I wouldn't have shut down unless I literally couldn't walk or <laughs> <laughs> breathe. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, you know, honestly, um, you know, during that whole time, like AP was, AP was with you know with me on the sideline. This is earlier in the year when Josh was still the head coach. Um, and he was right next to me when I when we played New England, the game where I got the sack at the end, me and Bilal, and, and ended the game. Yeah, I, I my knee blew up bad in the first half. Like I literally slammed it in the ground; it was blown the fuck up. And I looked at like he could he felt my energy when I was about to go on the field. He's like, "You good?" I'm like, "Look at my fucking knee." I literally pulled my knee pad up. My knee looked like a balloon, and he's like, "Jesus!" He's like, "I fucking knew it." Um, and then I went in the locker room, got 120 cc's ripped out of it, and I ended up closing the game you know what I mean people don't even know about that shit but AP was like in my ear the whole time he's like just go just keep going keep going keep going and then fast forward when you know he obviously took over and champs took over we're about to play KC and we're on the field doing the pre-workout you know the pre-game workout I'm going through my shit and my knee was definitely not right um but I knew it was good enough um and I told them I said listen like like champ didn't want me to play champ was like listen I don't think you can protect yourself whatever I'm like, champ, with all due respect, like, I'm playing. So I'm fine. I know it's not perfect, but this is how I felt in the New England game earlier in the season. And I played and I finished that fucking game. I said, you can pull up the film and watch that game and whatever. Like, I wasn't 100%, but I, I found a way. And uh, that's literally what they did. They're, he was like, okay, we'll listen to it. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll talk and we'll get back to you. So I'm like, I don't know if I'm playing. This is like an hour before the game. I'm getting stretched out and everything. And then Champ comes up, calls me, and him and AP were in the office, and they had the film pulled up of the Patriot game. And they were watching it, and they were like, okay, we're comfortable with you playing. Um, you just got to communicate. Like, if something's fucked up, like, if you're fucked up, if you feel like you can't help us, then we don't want you out there. But if you can, like, we, you know, we, we trust you. We know who you are. It's like, and AP's like, I know as a player, like, I know as a player, like, how that feels. How am I going to let a coach tell me I can't play when I know I'm able to play someone? Yeah. So, that's part of the game. And they, and they had that trust in me. I had the trust in them. Um, and I went out there and still found a way to somehow get to Mahomes, even though I was fucking peg leg, but, um, they put the trust in me and it was, it was my decision ultimately because, you know, I basically just told them like, listen, I'm playing. Um, and they, and they monitored me and they, at one point in the game, they pulled me out and I was pissed, but, um, you know, I trust them a hundred percent and like, they're very vocal and straightforward with everything. You know what I mean? There's no gray area. Like I've talked about before, but, uh, my trust with them is out the roof. My last thing for this, last question. If we're just recapping everything that we just talked about in this great se segment, if we were submitting Max Crosby's ballot, that is to retain AP as the head coach, and that's to keep champ uh, going into the next season. Is that correct? One thousand, one million, one quadrillion percent, yes. 
Cool. There was no gray area. I just wanted to be sure. Yeah. Zero. Zero. Yeah. I love Champ. No, give them, give AP, give Champ, give them yeah, the opportunity Champ. to get their guys. Right? Right, Max? I mean, give them the opportunity to bring in their guys, see what yeah. they can actually do. Uh, culture is the hardest part. So it seems like they got that part taken care of. Um, Max, we, more than anything, before we move on to um, around the league with our buddy here, Creel, uh, we appreciate you just being open, vulnerable, talking through the situation with all of Raider Nation, Condor Cartel, um, and then obviously us as well. So uh, hoping for great things here in the offseason for you guys, even greater things here in the rush, which we're going to get to as well. So um, Creel, going to kick it to you, brother. A little around the league. I love that hoodie. Yes, sir. Yes. <laughs> Let's get it. So at a 32 down to 14 Super Wild Card weekend, two buys, AFC side, Baltimore, NFC side, San Francisco. Um, now, first question with that, Max, being Baltimore and San Francisco, obviously some rest is well needed, well warranted. But now resting your starters week 18, getting a bye week the very first week, and now not playing football, a real game in three and a half, say, weeks. Now, would you signal that more as a harm or more as like a pro? Is that you know better off or is it kind of suck to not get contact for you know 21 days? I say that's what it takes to break a habit. <laughs> yeah, um, honestly, that's the, that's a, that's a really good point. No, obviously, I've never been in a situation where I'm sure. you know, number one seed and get that type of rest. Um, but the team I know is still practicing. No doubt, obviously. yeah. Um, so they're practicing. Obviously, they probably had a couple padded practices as well, which they haven't in a long time. So I know they're preparing. Um, and every team that has been in that situation, like the Niners, like they've been a number one seed before, sure. so they've been through this. Um, they probably have a great protocol as far as what they do, you know, as far as build up and things like that. And, you know, being a vet, like, I feel like it's a little bit different. Like when you're a young guy, like you want to just play, 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 yeah. and you're anxious. And, but like, once you get to that level, like they, all their, all their guys are vets. No like, doubt. They're still Even Debo, like Debo's young. Debo came in with me. He's still, you know, considered a vet. Um, you know, Debo wants that rest. You know, Trent Williams, all those guys, Christian McCaffrey, like you need fresh legs when yeah. it comes to this time of the year. So that's why everyone's fighting for that number one spot. So, you know, the coaches, they've been in those situations. I'm pretty sure the Ravens have been a number one seed as well. So they have a great plan for the guys, you know, leading up to that. So, honestly, I think it's a good thing because, especially at this time of the year, like, bro, your body is, you know, torn, I mean, fucked up. Yeah. yeah. Your body's fucked up. There's no, <laughs> if no sugarcoating it yeah. at all. So, yeah, you know, I feel like it's a good thing and it's definitely an advantage, especially getting that, you know, getting home games your whole playoff. Sure. So, yep. Work. Yeah. And then, first up on the slate Saturday, 4 30, kick. Cleveland visits Houston. DT, what we got going down there, baby? Speaking of slate. Oh! The French Vanilla. That's what taught you of me. Come on. I mean, you see that jersey hanging. That's why Brogan's got it back there. Which one? You see that thing? Look at that jersey back there. Where's that three at? Come on. See? I mean, you better be wearing that tomorrow. I got these hung up, though. That's why I was looking if they could fit. You know, give you guys some love. Hey, like you don't that. know about this like one, D. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, yes. but I think we got to we got to go around the horn as a crew and say who's winning yeah. these games, Chris. Prediction. Chris, yeah, no. This it, this is the prediction segment. Prediction hour. We fucking need it. I mean, come on. And then we're gonna keep track on who's gonna be right through the playoffs, and we'll think of a, a punishment that we'll vlog out for everybody in Condor Cartel. Yes. 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 yes, yes, yes. Punishment yes. or reward. All this. There we go. I mean, I, bring the whiteboard out, D. Yeah, everybody saw yours in the background of the original days. We'll just we'll just yes, erase uh, the goals. 
Yeah. All right, so what do we what do we got here, Creel? It's uh, four thirty in Houston. Yep. So again, yeah. Cleveland uh, visiting Ooh, Houston. I truly Houston. believe that this is kind of biased. I'm a Pittsburgh fan, but with that being said, the rookie sensation keeps keeps on rolling, and the offense shows up, and Cleveland defense. Uh, they yeah. show up as well, but for the first time in a long time, the turnovers from Joe Flacco matter in the playoffs, and it's going to result in points the opposite way. And I think that's the deciding factor. The story's over. Cleveland gets heart unbroken. Ooh. And here we go. Ball so what's your bet? I wish I had these when I was making decisions. Did we just lose them? But anyways, I, I, we'll, we'll go with our pick. I'm going to go back Creel with all that information he just provided. I'm still gonna get let it fucking bother me, right? I mean, we're gonna have we're going to debut those brownies. I mean, I mean, we've been here before; we've heard it all. The brownies are going into Houston and fucking, you know what I'm talking about. So getting that first the playoff ball. run. No, I'm wow. predicting there's going to be a physical football game, and that defense is going to show why they're number one in the league. That's what Seriously. I'm going to say. And like Stroud, Stroud's good, no, I'm, I'm. He's probably going to win uh, rookie of the year. He's a fucking dog. He is what he is. I mean, you never know with these fuck ass fucking people who give awards they'll throw a curveball but yeah anyways straddle is most likely going to be winning the award uh for for rookie of the year but again he's a rookie that's a good defense they got a lot of playmakers all over the field and they're going to be able to hopefully show him some things that, that have not thinking that have not slowing down just for a second yeah. so i'm going cleveland brownies with the win on the road. obviously did not see that coming darian uh, so really good decision um i'm gonna actually piggyback and i'm gonna also join you because obviously we're both from the great state of uh cleveland spent some time there you are a johnny manzel fan the great um, state of cleveland great state of cleveland. i didn't know they made a new state that's fucking sick hey you know what's cool though they should, nice. hey they should give me mad love for considering them an entire state but we are from that beautiful yeah. state of Ohio, and I think it's going mm-hmm. to be 28. I don't know how they get to 28, but they're going to get to 28 one way or another. And it's going to be 28 to 13. Brownies. Damn. Okay. I like that. Damn. I think CJ's so All different, right, well, but turnovers. <laughs> Slay. All right, Walk, who you got? Yes. Um. Okay. Final. This is my prediction right here. Um. Both teams obviously got great defenses. I mean, Cleveland, I think, is number two ranked defense in the league, if I'm not wrong. Um, Houston, D'Amico Ryans, great front, very underrated front. Uh, Great linebackers, my brother, Denzel Perryman, obviously. Um, They have young ballers. C.J. Stroud, I mean, he was in the MVP conversation before he got uh, the old concussion there. Facts. I mean, this is a tough game. Joe Flacco obviously has experience, but he also has been sitting on the couch. But he's played well um, in time. So, I mean, he's he's been great. So it's it's honestly very hard. It's kind of a toss up. But if I had to predict my winner, I'm going 28-24 Houston Texans. Oh, H Town. I need a prediction. I need score predictions. I, I did too. I said thirty-one to thirteen Brownies. Wow. I thought you said twenty-eight to thirteen. Or twenty-eight thirteen. I did. Mine's twenty-eight seventeen Brownies. Okay. Wow. A lot of twenty-eight. Twenty-four seventeen. Twenty-four seventeen Houston. I like wow. that. I like that. I agree though. TJ Stroud is still cold. I mean, he's ice cold. I like that. I like that matchup though. I think either way, it's gonna be it's gonna be a good ass game. We got next, Creel. I love you. Creel is gonna fucking lose, lose it. it. 
But it's just going to be just like the Eagles, right? They can't suck back back weeks where they have. I think that they're going to come in. It's going to be at home. It's going to be cold as fuck. This is a classic Kansas City playoff game. Um, and I think Mahomes and Kelsey, they figure it out. Pacheco yeah. is going to hit the ground. Um, so I think that they're going to win by by at least, you know, yeah. two scores. I'm going to diddle on that with you, D. Yeah. So oh, I'm going to say two scores. Oh, you're good. You're good. I'm, I'm going to say, uh, we'll say uh, 35 uh 35-21. Holy shit. You guys, are, that's, you guys are giving a lot of points here. I'm going to say... In a cold game. In a cold game. I'm sorry, but I feel it. Yeah, very cold game. It's negative 30, wind chill. Um, I'm going to ditto on top. I think the Chiefs uh, obviously aren't where they want to be. Um, not a lot of people are going to be happy about this, but I think they're just playing a little of that um, possum. You know, People think they're not as good as they are, but they got a few weeks to figure it out. Kelsey rested his body a little bit. Um, but this is really – it's like LeBron. They don't really give a fuck about the regular season. They need to make sure they get there. That's a different story with LeBron and them. But they don't really care about regular season as long as they're in there. And then they're going to try and make their hay. I think there's they're going to be too much. Tua, I like his game here and there. Um, but if, the, if if they're depending on him and he's got to make a play, Max, we talked a little bit last week, but it just gets a little tough and blurry for him. Um, so I'm going to say, since you guys are psychopaths and think they're going to put a million points up, I'm going to say – 20, 20 to three Chiefs. Ooh, wow. Ooh. Wow. A lot, like of kicks. a lot yeah. of kicks. A lot of kicks. I like that, though. That's, I mean, that's. That's realistic. It's cold. That's realistic. Mm-hmm. But they that's just realistic. let the Ravens walk in and dog walk them at home. So I kind of hope that they get fucking ran up on. Yeah. <laughs> no question. Um, ooh. I mean, who do you think makes that? As, as much as it hurts me to agree with all of you with the Chiefs winning, I'm going to have to be the fourth guy to agree. Um, I mean, the Chiefs, like you said, like, Brogan, I I definitely – I don't fully agree with what you said as far as, like, the regular season. I mean – They care. Fucking Mahomes wanted to punch Josh Allen in the head, like, after they (laughs) lost the first, and he wanted to kill the refs and everybody. Um, So, you know, to an extent, you know, they definitely have had their struggles, but I will say this. Once it comes to the biggest moments, biggest times, biggest play, you know, biggest games, I trust Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, unfortunately, yeah. I play him every year twice. But, I mean, he's going to be at his best, and everyone knows that. So, um, it is going to be a cold-ass game. I do respect the Dolphins. I mean, their defense is very underrated. I mean, they have stars. A lot of injuries. Defense. But they are a little banged up. I will say that. Their edge, you know, obviously that is position. Um, a little banged up. But... I feel like it's going to be a closer game than you guys are predict, uh, predicting. But I do have the Chiefs winning. I feel like the Chiefs are going to win in an ugly 16-9 to victory Ooh. over the Miami Dolphins. 16-9 to at home, frozen tundra. A lot of field goals. I don't think the Dolphins are even going to get in the end zone. I feel like it's going to be three field goals. Um, Tyreek? Yeah, I feel like the Chiefs are going to find a way. I mean, it's going to be tough for Tyreek. It's... I mean, it's literally frozen. They're going to have to find – they're going to have to get the ball in his hands as much as they possibly can. Yes. And I know the yes. Chiefs are going to be dialed in on him, so, and they they know him very well. So, yeah. it's going to be interesting, bro. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a good-ass game. Wow. Someone's going to take a picture yes, of all four of us seeing the Chiefs. Yep. Fuck them. Is what it is. <laughs> Fuck them. Fuck them. Then uh, to kick off Sunday, 1 o'clock Sunday, Pittsburgh going up to Buffalo. Uh, also <laughs> – Blowout. Terrible – also terrible weather. 
crazy wind. Um, weather's playing a huge factor in this one. Buffalo's coming off of, I believe, winning five or six straight. Um, that's super hard to do. Um, with that being said, my bias and me is going to come out for the last time of all of these picks. I think with the weather, super windy. The Steelers run the hell out of them, the ball. Josh Allen, super turnover prone. Points aren't going to come at a lot. You know, you're not going to get an abundance of points in this game. You can't really kick with the wind being 50 miles an hour. So I see this going down as one field goal from the one team and the rest will be 10 to 7 Pittsburgh. Shitty game. Awful game. To watch, shitty. It should be played between like the 40s. It'll just yeah. be a game of field, field position and and see who can capitalize on one or two or three plays. And I'm going with Pittsburgh. I like that. I mean, that's real football, though. I mean, just grimy, yeah. cold. I mean, that's, that's just old school football. I think it's going to be beautiful. Yeah. Josh Allen might have 20 carries. Oh, at least. <laughs> at least. When he gets a do or die moments playoff football, yeah, he can just fucking snowplow. He might, he might just be chilling back there to, uh, for, for that game, too, because you got no Watt in that game, right? It's yeah, going to be it's cold big. weather. I think that uh, I think that Vaughn comes out. Vaughn Miller comes out, and he didn't forget oh. what he said to he didn't forget what he said to Miles Garrett. He knows what Mason said, you know. So <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna come out here, and, and, and he's gonna make a statement. And uh, I think that the Bills go ahead and do their thing. Bills Mafia will be rowdy. They're gonna be fucking really we'll just bowman at the mouths. Yeah. So the fight will be won in the parking lot and then in the in the stadium as well. So I'm going to go with the Bills, 21 to 10, um, a, a nice tundra game as well. D, so you're saying he's finishing another man's job is what he's he's going to do? Well, Miles did okay, but he's, yeah, he, he got he, stomped he, out by Pouncey, so there's not much you can do with that. No, no. <laughs> Uh, no, you don't. And uh, you shouldn't, Darian. Never should. Anyways, no. but you can forgive. And that's the most important thing. Uh, I'm going to go nah. with... <laughs> I'm going to go with Bills. Only reason is I think that they're dangerously one of the better teams when it comes to playoffs for some reason. I don't know why, but it's just something in my head. Steelers, I actually do like in, them in this matchup with the weather. I think they're going to be able to run the ball really well. Defense is going to be buzzing around. Is Minka out, Creel? No. He's and in. KZ's, and K, KZ, who is suspended for the year, is back because they made the playoffs. Oh, yeah. Okay, you know what? Just for, the hell, just for the hell of it. So they have two safeties that haven't been playing for a couple of weeks. So this is what I'll say. This is only because I want it to happen. I'm going to go with Creel, and I'm going to say Steelers with the upset because I want a Brown-Steelers in the playoffs low-key, just so That's I can see you two battle royale in yeah. uh, – but I just think they can run the ball. They have a good opportunity. And if it's at a neutral location, based off what the fuck is going on right now with the weather, yeah. it might be in Cleveland, very close to home from Pittsburgh, another travel disaster for Baltimore, or for the Bills. I got Steelers. I'm going to say Mason Rudolph, your twin, Darian, 23 to 20. Steelers. Wow. Wow. Yeah, dude. Wow. I was not expecting that. I thought Neither. Sure. It just changed. I did. I hit a Huey. You definitely hit a Yui, because I was not expecting that whatsoever. Um, Pressure's on oh, you. I mean, yeah. so is that? Hold up, before I answer, is this a, is that a real situation? If, if Buffalo is getting so bad that they might have to move the game? Yes. It, was, it was talked about whether, yeah, no, not, not confirmed, not confirmed. But okay, yeah. this one, yeah. we don't know. Jerry's got a pulse on the city. He'll know. Yeah, yeah. let me get a little drip. Yeah. yeah, I'm a detail guy, so I was, you know, I'm just trying to figure out all the ins and outs, but. I mean, this is a tough situation. 
I mean, the Steelers don't have T.J. Watt. I feel like that's the biggest key. Yeah. Um, if there's somebody that could go in there and, and put a wrench in the, the Bills' <laughs> offense, it would be T.J. Um, but, I mean, this is my this is my thing. I think it's going to be close early. <laughs> I think at halftime it's going to be like 6-3 to three or some shit. Yep. Yeah. Um, but in the end, I feel like with Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, Gabe Davis, I mean, they have a lot of weapons. Uh, even Cook, the running back, is super underrated. He's been playing he's well. Be, yeah. he's, he's really good. Um, I feel like Buffalo pulls away in the second half. It's going to be 24-6. to six. Mm. There we go, Wop. I knew it wasn't just me. 24-6, I think the Bills win. I just feel like Mason Rudolph and that offense, I feel like they're going to run the ball well in the beginning. But over time, like, Rudolph's going to have to make some plays, and it's going to be real tough. Yeah, I, I can't wait till you get to this next one. I can't wait till you get to this next one. So uh, then, kicking off the or kicking off next uh, midday slate, getting dinner ready. D will have something smoked up on the smoker. Green Bay visiting Dallas. Yeah, pole. Um, <laughs> Jesus. Okay. <laughs> so with that, yeah. With that being said, Jordan loves playing really, really well at was also discussed towards tiers there of an MVP type, you know, spurt. Not that by any means he was in the stretch for the longevity of the season, but he had spurts week in and week out where he was really kicking ass. But Dallas, you have to assume the home team, they haven't lost in like two and a half years at home. I don't think they have much trouble here either. I say Dallas puts up 33 to 21. I like the pick. Real. Not a bad prediction. But I love it. Prediction. And that's why I hate it. Yeah, I love it, but yeah. that's why I hate it. Same. Fuck <laughs> the grab it. I'm gonna open up the closet. I'm gonna pull out the suit. Man in the suit pick. That's yeah. gonna tell me that everybody is just gonna hit. They're gonna think that the Dallas Cowboys are gonna win this game, and they should. Right? They should. They they on paper every they're at home. Everything says they win, but I think that they lose. And I think that it, it incites absolute, utter fucking chaos yeah. in the great state of Texas. Everything starts to, and nothing's off the table. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to say that this is going to, to getting a score for that, I don't know. So I'm just going to pull one out like a 28-24, the, the Packers win. But I think that, I think that the Packers get this. Man in the suit said so. Wow. wow. I I hope someone scores at least 28 points the amount of times we've guessed that number. Um Darian, I want to jump I want to jump on that train so badly with you because part of what you're talking about um Belichick coming there going to cause a lot of chaos, big story. Jerry loves a big story. There's no such thing as bad PR down there with Jerry. So, um I do think the Packers are playing well. I just don't trust them enough. Um, I think Micah and them are going to be foaming at the mouth, which is going to be big. But a lot of young talent for the Packers, the receiving core, they're actually better than I think they even anticipated them to be at this stage. Um, fuck me. I think I took such a hot pick on the last one, and I'm going to have to stay conservative here. But I could definitely see an upset uh, with the Packers. But I'm going to say Cowboys moving on the next round. They're going to score 35 points, and it's only going to be 21 points for the Packers. Mm-hmm. Ooh, okay. That's right. I like that pick too, Brogan. I yep. like it. Wow. Thank you, brother. Yeah, wow. 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 Yeah. The pressure's on All you, right, brother. Well, I mean, this is my deal. I mean, like you guys said, everyone on the planet thinks it's a slam dunk. Cowboys double-digit win. They're very good at home. 
they're well coached. They're obviously probably the more talented team in general. Um, but there's just something in me that I don't know. It's, it's, there's a little, I don't know, a, a, a bird of some sort, I don't know, like a cardinal. Yeah, a condor? Speaking to me from a distance. Yeah, condor. Exactly. <laughs> He's trying to speak to me. Yeah. I keep hearing whispers. And I've, you know, had some weird conversations. I've uh, talked to a few guys on the team. Obviously, I know the Packers. You know, I know Keyshawn. I know Rich. Uh, Kyle Wilbur's assistant coach there. Like, I know a lot of guys over there. And um, they've been very silent. They've taken a lot of uh, – they've heard, they've heard everything. Kyle, Packers have no chance, no chance, no chance. Matt LaFleur is a great coach. Yeah. Jordan loves playing great football. They have a good defense. They're better on special teams. I just feel like it's going to be a shootout. It's going to be a controversial, weird fucking game. There's going to be a weird call at the end. Cowboy Nation is going to go ape shit, and they're going to lose 35-32 to game-winning field goal in Dallas. Rich Versace is going back there. Last time they played, Aaron Rodgers had the sideline of Mercedes Lewis, and they mm, they yeah. beat the Cowboys. Rich wants to go back there as a Packer and take down his former team. I just have a weird feeling Jordan Love's going to have like a like a this is his statement game. Yeah, like he's been playing really well. People are you know we're kind of on the fence in the beginning. He's playing really well. I feel like he's going to have a career game, and they're going to go down there and shock the world, and they're going to win thirty five thirty two in Dallas. Wow. Nice. I love Jordan yep. Love's mechanics. Right. I said it. Love. And then next love. on the slate, I don't know. Unlike biasly, this is the game I'm most excited for. You know, with not even like any questions about it. Uh, the Rams and Stafford coming back to Detroit. You know, you think, of, you think of Stafford his whole fucking career, right? Dying out on on the field, and all he wanted to do, Max, the same thing, was bring that fucking city success and a playoff win and yes. a Super Bowl. And the first fucking year he's out, what does he like do? Go to La La Land and win a Super Bowl. And yes. then now he's coming back. What Detroit's been yearning for for th- our whole entire life, right? Like 1993, I believe, was the last playoff appearance. Am yeah, I correct? Yeah. Stafford went one time, I believe, when he was here. He did one year with like with like and Calvin. Okay, that was when the Dal- the catch yeah. against the Cowboys or whatever when Calvin caught the ball or right or am I wrong or didn't they, they, went, sure. they went twice? They went twice. They lost to the Saints in the in the Saints when they had Drew Brees, and then they lost to the Cowboys on that bullshit controversial. Uh, oh, they might not have won a playoff game since 1993, though. Gotcha. Yeah, That's they nice. haven't won. Yeah, since 93. Gotcha. So with that, you know, being said, there's a movie in itself. With that, um, I think I think it's an offensive game. I don't think. Either team's really good defensively, but they're both started on offense. I think it's going to be 31-28. Detroit wins at the very last wow. minute. Wow. City of Rubs. I like wow. that. I like that, Creel. I, Creel, you know, I'm, I could just say, you know, I want to just throw in a different score, but I love that. I think this is going to be an on-your-seats, high-tempo, fucking just back and forth kind of game. There's not going to be any weather restrictions. There's going to be the place is going to be jumping. So I I think I'm going to ride that with you. I'm going to go 31-28 with you, Grill. I think the Lions win this. Let's run it. Love that, D. Wait, what was the score, Dan? What was the score? 31-28. Oh, same. That's why I said I'm I'm going to trail that right there. We love it. That's huge. All Good right. pick, D. I'm uh, obviously here in the city of Detroit. Everyone is losing their mind. Most expensive playoff tickets, I'm pretty sure, yeah, in all of the playoffs is. right now, the cheapest thing like you can get is like 600 right? So, um, and that's like yeah. 
that's like nosebleed. So if you want to be down there a little bit to the action, you're talking thousands. So Detroit's yearning. They're ready for it. Max, you were a fan. You were such a fan that you went and got drafted in the NFL and played for a whole other team and forgot all about them. That's how long of a stretch it's been that they've been successful. Matt Stafford, I love him. He's tough as nails. Um, so it hurts me to to say I could very well see the Rams going in here and being special. Too. They've been playing very well at the end of the season. And Matt McVay, Good this offense. is probably his best season he's Sean. coached, in my opinion. Yes. Yeah. Sean. So I'm going to take, though, I'm going to take Lions at home. Um, I think they, they beat them 38 to 27. And I just think they just they feel comfortable going into next week. And uh, I would I don't know who that who they play. Did they play winners of Packers Cowboys? Mm, we don't know that. Do we? We, don't, we don't know that. Yeah. I would love to see a Cowboys so. Lions again though because of what went down in the in the at the regular season. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. I mean, oh, I've been I've been thinking about this game a lot. This is probably the game I'm most excited for, even though I'm excited for all of them, and I wish we were in the fucking playoffs. But that's a whole other conversation. But anyways, yeah. um, I mean, this game is gonna be. It's going to be insane. I, like you said, Jared Goff, Matthew Stafford, that little drama, Jared Goff and McVay. McVay wanted a better quarterback, whatever. I honestly, I mean, you got to look at it from a few different perspectives. Detroit obviously has the better record. They're at home. It's going to be a hostile environment. But on the other side, you got Matthew Stafford coming back to Detroit. My favorite quarterback growing up as a kid. Um, gunslinger. One of the best, arguably most talented quarterback in the league um, in the last 10, 15 years. Uh, you know, me and Brogan actually agreed on this, which is not a normal thing. Um, and for me, I just have this weird feeling it's going to be a fucking barn burner down to the end. But for me, you look at it, you have Aaron Donald on defense and you got Matthew Stafford. I believe they have the best offensive player and, I, and the better quarterback. And I believe they have the best three tech to arguably ever play the game. So I'm banking on those two guys. They're playing really good football. I believe it's going to be 28 to 24. The Ram- No, not 28. I'm going to say Thank 24 you. to 21. The Rams win and a close oh, one. Rams, field goal, yeah. field goal at the end, silence Detroit's crowd and Stafford runs off. Going nuts. Kissing. He oh said, my God. Said, Ban my Jersey now, bitches. That's what he's going to be talking. Wow. Wow. Hey, do you think really quick, they, they got a second-year guy wearing a number nine right now? That's disrespectful. Very disrespectful. You hear what Melo said about your boy Jokic and wearing his number? Different topic. But Krill, low key, do you think that if if, yep. if he wins, they retire uh, Stafford's Ram jersey inside Lion Stadium? Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> And then Monday, we get spoiled. We have a three-day action slate here. I think this, um, unfortunately, is going to be the worst game of all of them. I think that the <laughs> NFC South, uh, they're all about the same product. There, you know, It's just nothing's really jumping off like the table. Uh, Baker's had a great year numbers-wise probably in his whole entire career. So shout out to Baker. He's been made me eat on my own words for many years when the couple in Cleveland. So I'll, I'll give him his flowers. Mike Evans. First ballot guy. I mean, a thousand First yards ballot. comes like it's nothing. Comes like Sunday does. paper. But I think Philadelphia, uh, they've been playing like absolute shit. I think they finally put it all together. And I think they blow on the brakes off them 35 to 10. Ooh. Ooh. 
Damn. You know, I after sitting there and watching just so stupidly, the New York <laughs> Giants just dismantled them in the in the way and the manner that they did. I think I have a, a, a form of resentment built up. <laughs> I think I have some resentment here. That's a terrible yes. game. And and I mean, like nothing. It was like twenty. I'm texting you guys every touchdown. I'm like, what yeah. is going on? So I think that uh, that Baker comes in, and, and I think Baker, uh, he's on a one-year deal there in Tampa, correct? Yeah, right? it's so, a prove-it deal, yeah. Yeah, so it's a prove-it deal. So he's saying, like, I'm not I'm not what you thought I was. Like, put some respect on my name. Different. Um, and so I think Baker comes out, and, and he gets a dub, and uh, the Eagles just get sent home packing. They're wow. talking about firing their coach already pregame. Like, he was <sighs> in the Super Bowl last year. They started out, what, 11-1? and one? Oh, That's right? that that has to be the most toxic fan base, right? Oh, Philadelphia, it's yeah, it's, 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 it's horrible. So, um, yeah, I think that uh, I think that the Eagles have to go to Tampa Bay. That the the Bucks win. That it's going to be like a twenty-one to uh, twenty-one to seventeen, twenty-one to fourteen type game, lower scoring. Even though you got AJ Brown, he's going to be pissed. Um, yeah, I think it's going to be yeah, I think it's going to be like a twenty-one seventeen game. He's going to be pissed. Gotcha, Darian. That's ballsy. I think yeah, it's ballsy. I, I don't know if – yeah, you do. God, you do. Um, I don't think anyone can necessarily fault you the way that the Eagles are playing. They're looking like – I don't want to use the word fraudulent, but kind of fraudulent. And then it doesn't help that today A.J. Brown is – or is it yesterday maybe? But he wasn't practicing still. And then you got Jalen Hurts who hasn't thrown a football yet. Nice part is it's going to be warm for him down there. So being able to grip the ball might come a little easier. But – um, Darian, I am totally on board with you. I think the Eagles stink. I think they're going to possibly fire their head coach after this. It's going to be a big problem. And then Baker's going to earn a contract oh, wow. and stay down in Tampa Bay. Um, normally, I would say this isn't going to happen. But everything's pointing in the direction for me to lean that Buccaneers go on top in a big-time scoring game because the defense is just not where it used to be for the Eagles. I'm going to say 35-31. 35-31. Wow. You're talking an old Western. An old Western shootout. Nice weather. I love it. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Wow. I like that. Um, Wow. Wow. You're touring. This one one I've been back and forth about, but I do agree. I mean, ever since the Eagles, I think think they played them in Philly, but ever since they played the Niners, this, this team has been broken. And I don't know what happened, if it's the locker room, the coaches. It's got to be a mixture of something. They've had injuries, obviously. Jalen's banged up. A.J. Brown's banged up. Their defense went from literally the most dominant defense in the league to now they're bottom in every category, which is insane to me. Yeah. I don't even know how that happens. Um, but it just shows you that they're not the same team right now. Um, and I feel like they've been showing everybody, and it's going to show up again on, uh, what is it, Sunday? They play Sunday? Yeah. Monday. I think it's going to show up again on Sunday. Or Monday. Mm-hmm. But the only thing is I had to watch the Bucks score nine points versus the Carolina Panthers <laughs> the last week as well. So when I think about the game, I think it's not going to be very high scoring. I feel like Baker's going to make a couple more plays. And I believe. <sighs> I know, but you have to. I believe the Bucks. My God, I don't know. I'm stuck. You don't want to say I'm it. But I, I'm going to go with my gut. <laughs> 21 to 17. 
Tampa Bay. Come on! 21-17 Tampa Bay. Lock it in. Krill, did you Come take on. Eagles? Are you the only one on Eagles? I'm I'll see. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Wow, that's huge. I Krill. Said it. I did it. I'm, you I'm did sticking it. with it. Yeah. Let's keep track. We'll keep track of this, the records, and then in the comments, comment what the punishment should be for the for a person in last place. All right. The, what we want to know. You guys come with some crazy or reward ideas. Reward for first. Or reward for yes. first. And we need a prize for the first. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Prize for first. Yes. Ooh, Every time. Winners win. And then an overall winner. <laughs> yes. I like this. This is perfect. So, Krill, we appreciate you, brother. Do a little round, round the, oh, round the league. Holy hell. Great work. Yeah, great work on Rally. that. We appreciate you, brother. Yeah, hey, are we going to do Rushman and get out of here, boys? Yeah, yeah I think we yeah. are. Boys. You already know what time it is. My favorite segment of the show, Unbiased Opinion. It's the Rushman of the Week. We got three different guys all balling out, doing their thing. There was a ton of candidates, obviously. But we had to whittle it down to three. And the first guy, I mean, number three, this dude, I know him very well, known him for years, played him when I was a younger player. He was over with the Chargers. He was one of the better rushers in the league. He's uh, gone to a, a few different places. Um, this time, coming off, basically off the couch, um, free agent, and he stepped into a role where it's desperately needed. In Miami, obviously all the injuries, Jalen Phillips, Bradley Chubb out for the year. Melvin Ingram. Our number three this week has stepped up and has done a great job for the time being. You know, he stepped in and literally the end of the season, comes in the final week of the year, has five tackles, one and a half sacks, and a TFL. Um, Melvin Ingram, another dude who's been doing it for a long time, and the fact that he's been able to step in literally off of no training camp, no games, and ball out the way he did, um, it's a major respect to him. That means he's putting in the work. Um, he's continuously kept, you know, grinding regardless of, you know, where he was at, what his situation was. So this dude's a legend. Um, he's been in the league for a long time. He's done a lot of great things, and I got a lot of respect for him. He's, he's an awesome dude. So big shout out to Melvin Ingram. You're our number three brushman of the week, brother. Let's go, baby. Hell yeah. All right, boys, number two. Very good friend of mine. Spent a lot of time together. We got drafted together. Um, this dude is hilarious. Obviously, everyone knows for uh, – you know, he's, he's most famous, you know, not only for being an all pro and being a pro bowler consistently, but also sneezing and saying, God bless you to himself yeah. on camera. Thank um, you. In his pre draft <laughs> interview. He's like, bless you. Um, it's <laughs> my guy. <laughs> it's my guy, Clinton Williams. This dude is a character. He's hilarious, but he's also one of the most dominant three techniques in football. The dude's ceiling is, doesn't exist. Um, and he's only gotten better every single year. Another guy, balling out on a weekly basis. Three tackles, two sacks, two TFLs to end the season. The Jets, which is honestly insane. I just seen something. They were ranked the 32nd offense and the number one defense this year in the league, which is nuts. So you got to give a ton of credit to the Jets uh, on the defensive side of things because the fact that you know they've lost a lot of games, the fact that they still have been able to be the number one defense in the league, uh, it's just a credit to all those guys and the players in that locker room and, and the coaches pushing them. So uh, big shout out to Quinton Williams. Like I said, one of the better dudes in the league um, as a player and as a person. Got a ton of respect for the dude. So big shout out to Big Q. Um, you're our number two rushman of the league. Hey. The big dog, Z. Big dog. God bless you, Q. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Um, and our number one, 
Another guy. I know I know our guy over here, Dustin Creel, is gonna be super fired up about this one. Yeah, he um, is <laughs> banking it. This shit. dude, this dude is uh an inspiration to me, me and him. Obviously on a competitive level, we're both, you know, fighting for that number one spot, um, to be the best at what we do. Got a ton of respect for him. We communicate, you know, regularly. And um unfortunately he's not gonna be playing this week. Um obviously our boy Dustin Creel over here. Our great, you know, friend of ours is honestly the biggest fan of him in the world, even though it kind of hurts my feelings a little bit. It's all good, but I respect it. You know, TJ, this dude <laughs> is an absolute baller. Last week of the season, eight tackles, two sacks, three TFLs. Ended the year with a bang, and unfortunately, he didn't even finish the game. He banged up his knee and is not going to be playing versus Buffalo this week, which is super unfortunate for them. Um, but at the end of the day, this dude is one of the best. I mean, he's gives me, you know, he inspires me in a way and, you know, we have that friendly competition where, you know, it's every week we're duking it out. We played against each other this year. I got a sack. You know, he got a sack. I got a sack. And he's looking on the sideline, like, shaking his head. And he's getting ready. You know, like, it was it was like that. So, um, this dude, we communicate regularly. Um, even though we're oppositions, we still got that mutual respect. Where we're, we're still trying to, you know, be the greatest of what we do. So, um, this dude finished in the year with a bang. Got a ton of respect for him. My brother, Dustin Creel's best friend. <laughs> ah, let's go. Yeah, He's pregnant. Yeah. Yeah. Congrats, Krill, TJ. It's all time right there. Major shout out to TJ, though. Big shout out to TJ. Yeah, really quick before you close it out, Max. um, For everybody back home, Condor Cartel, everyone that's been following along and and curious about what's going to happen to the rush here in the offseason, um, some things are going to change up, definitely. But one thing for sure throughout the playoffs, you're going to have Max still going through um, and announcing his top three rushmen just because obviously the guy knows ball in that position better than anyone. So he's going to give his vote every single week through the playoffs. Um, but it's going to change a little, meaning we're going to have a lot of guests come on. Uh, we've got a lot of cool stuff planned with the Pro Bowl, Super Bowl that we like we hit on, but a lot of guests, a lot of podcast feel. Um, just a great way to continue get, delivering things to you guys. So let us know what you want to watch, people you're interested in hearing from. Um, so we'll get that guy, we'll get that over to all of you guys. Uh, but really, really appreciative of the support and everything you guys have been doing. So uh, wouldn't be here without you. And um, next season, the rush in season will be part two of next year, and it's going to be even better. Um, but this offseason is just going to be a slow build up until that. So Raider Nation, everybody else tuning in, I know I truly appreciate it. We truly appreciate it. Uh, Max, did I miss anything as far as where we went, you know, off season? No, I feel like, you know, we could just, you know, add this to the closeout, but this is, you know, at the end of the day, um, you know, we're going to be bringing you all the content you guys want, the content you guys need, and uh, we're just going to keep building this thing to the, you know, to where we plan on going. So we're going to have, like you said, a bunch of ton of, you know, a bunch of new guests, um, you know, having people on the show. We're going to have more vlogs. We're going to be traveling a little bit. Um, doing our thing, interviewing different people all across the world. Um, It's going to be incredible. So everyone keep tuning in, keep subscribing, keep commenting, keep liking um, right down below and keep doing your thing. So we appreciate you guys. Without you guys, none of this would exist. We love y'all. Keep supporting the Rush. Go get your merch. Obviously, you know, you you see see the Rush merch. We got it in here. Uh, Y'all keep buying that up and keep posting it. We're going to repost everything. Um, And we just appreciate all the love and support. So this is episode 15 of The Rush with all my brothers, Brogan, DT, Creel. We love you guys. We're out of here. Peace. Peace. Peace.